0: My only request is that you watch this entire video before you comment. There is a new PAC called Mission Democracy PAC and it is bipartisan. The goal is to eradicate extremism in elected offices. I know a lot of people who follow me are not going to be supportive of this, but at least give me the time that it takes for you to watch this whole video and see this PAC's leadership in their first TV interview on Joy Reid. You might still think it's a bad idea, but you might not. Go in with an open mind. The newly formed PAC is
1: taking them on, along with some of the other worst of the worst MAGA Republicans. The bipartisan Mission Democracy PAC aims to stop the far-right MAGA members of Congress back in their home districts, making clear in their first new ad that Margie is just the avatar of the extremists. Roe vs. Wade has been overturned, and our government is held hostage by a band of
2: politicians so extreme that only the word fascist describes them. Extremists are taking over America. It's not just Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's the entire Green team. We all thought they were just a bunch
1: of crazies. They are here, they are elected, they wield power. Joining me now for the first TV interview are three founders of Mission Democracy Pact. Chairman Marcus Flowers, who ran against Marjorie Taylor Greene last year, Olivia Troy, Chief Operating Officer of the PAC, and former advisor to Mike Pence, and former Republican Congressman Denver Riddleman, who is a member of the PAC's board. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I feel like I should go to you first because you you took the heat of trying to run against that woman. Um, And so I guess the question I guess to ask all of you is, is it even possible to dislodge people like Marjorie Taylor Greene when people who've seen her they know she's an internet troll, they know she follows teenage shooting victims around in Capitol Hill and that she's not wrapped too tight and they still voted for her. Is it even possible to dislodge someone like her?
3: Well, so you tried. I tried. Didn't get the outcome that I wanted. But what's the alternative? Throwing our hands up and not doing anything? Allowing fascism to take hold in our country? We can't do that. Yeah. We have to try. We have to break this fight and educate people in those districts about the dangers of the radicalization that people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and her fascist green team lineup are pushing all over our country.
1: So, so my question is, is, is how do you do it? I'll start with you, Olivia. I mean, you're, you're not
3: just dealing
1: with Marjorie Greene and her online fans. You're also dealing with Fox. We just had this, a young man named Clinton Ludwig. He's the grandson of the man who shot this young man, this little boy, Ralph Jarl, in the face and in the head, I mean, and, and then shot him again. This is what he said about how his grandfather got radicalized. Take a I feel
3: like a lot of people of that generation are caught up in this uh, 24-hour news cycle of fear and paranoia perpetuated by some other news stations, and he was fully into that, Sit and watching uh, Fox News all day, every day, blaring in
1: his living room, and I think that stuff
0: really kind of reinforces this negative view of, of minority groups and leads people to be a little, over- this doesn't necessarily lead people to be racist, but it reinforces and
1: galvanizes racist people. Olivia, you're Homeland Security, uh, you know, you're in Homeland Security you were in charge of things like counterterrorism. This is radicalization that is taking place from Fox News, from a lot of these online sites. How do you fight that when you have people so radicalized that they would shoot a child at their door? Yeah, well, no, that's absolutely it. I, that's why this is so dangerous. That
2: is why these people that are elected officials, the leaders of the Republican Party that are sitting out there, their words matter. And so they're working together with Fox News. It's one big machine, and I think that's why it's important to really reach out at the local level into these communities where it's happening, because it's actually reaching those viewers, reaching those voters, and having a conversation about why this matters, why it's important, what it means. Right? What does it mean when you start to undermine law enforcement, the courts? What does it mean when you start to ban books? Because it doesn't stop there, all right? And so I think our point is, look, we, we we call the ad the black shirt ad mm-hmm. because it's a reference to what happened with Benito Mussolini and his the yep. squads. They came to power. Fascists came to power via election at the beginning. We're watching this happen right now. And so in terms of disinformation, and Denver and I talk about this all the time, it's our passion. We talk about how do you counter, how do you permeate into those circles? And, and look, to Marcus' credit, grateful that people are willing to take a stand and take these people on. Yeah, Republicans do that. Yeah. yeah, They don't take breaks. They don't care that they might lose in that district. They are out there pounding the pavement every single day together with Fox News. Yeah. We know that. I watched the Trump administration do it internally. Yeah. Texting,
1: you know, that whole thing, we saw how that played out. I don't know You know, Denver, you were involved in, in that investigation. Because you have such a radicalized base in the party that is so loud, I think it's tempting for people that are in the Democratic side to say, well, that's all there, there are no Republicans who aren't like that. And that even Republican-leading independents are impenetrable because they're just zooming in on Fox News and watching it all the time. Is there a pragmatic argument that gets, that can put something between them and the radicalization is there some sort of because policy arguments don't seem to work
3: not really and i think i think what you're looking here you have three people with you and a unique set of skills right we're all from intelligence backgrounds we're really not politicians mm-hmm. but i think what you're looking at when you're looking at olivia marcus and myself we have a very specific mission right And that mission is only a few right now we're not looking at everything across the spectrum sure. because there are republicans out there right that are common sense they're facts based right and they want the right thing for the country and what you have here when olivia and marcus reached out to me you know i said there's only one criteria and that's that the people that we're supporting are sane. <laughs> right? yeah, so, right? it's, it's, it's facts, yeah, over, it's facts over fantasy, right? Yeah. So really, what, since we are intelligence professionals, since we did this, we came up with a way to describe this. And we, you know, when we were in the military, we had something called a prioritized integrated target list or a pickle, right? We have a prioritized integrated candidate list or a pickle, right? So our issue here is that we need to have the right pickle here. We have yeah. to put it together, right, in order to go after these individuals in a way that takes research data, mm-hmm. but very pointed ads that actually hits them in their weaknesses, right? Yeah. And that's something that we're all very good at. And I think, listen, we're fighting in the seams. I know we're fighting in the 3 to 5% seam But my goodness, I would not rather fight this with anybody, right? Than than Olivia Marcus, right now, because they're saying.
1: And I think it does matter that you all have intelligence and military backgrounds, because this is sort of almost a project of dealing with an insurgency, right? We're dealing with an insurgency inside of our own country. So I will go to you because you did, you did try to do it in in, uh, in Georgia. You know, I, I know it, in you know Kentucky, the way that the previous uh, governor, the previous Democratic governor, the father of the current governor, the way he got around people's uh, resistance to Obamacare was called the connect. And then the subsequent Republican got thrown out of office because he tried to take connect away because people didn't understand what has Obamacare, right? Is it about how you message Policies that actually give people health care and give people things, but change the name. Like, what do you do to get people to say, no, you want health care more than you want to ban the 1.001 percent of trans kids from playing sports? You
3: know, one of the things that I did throughout the campaign was I met people where they were. And that's when we started the, 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 the conversation. Because a lot of people are, and you just talked about it, inundated with this misinformation and disinformation from a news organization that just got successfully sued and, uh, you know, settled yeah. out of court, yeah. made a huge fine. Mm-hmm. We have the conversation where they are. And then we talk about the things that are important. we talk about People like Marjorie Taylor Green, people like Bower, people like Gates, who aren't doing a thing for their district. Yeah. They're not doing a thing. They're not working on policies. They're working on fear yeah. and fascist
1: movements. I am old enough to remember when politicians were judged by how much they brought them to the district. Did, right. you, remember that? Did, you, remember? Did you bring home the resources? Face? It really seems that that is completely irrelevant. You remember, you're, you're Congress? It doesn't I seem was. to be... <laughs>
3: Anymore. Well, I, I you're mean, just
1: controlling. You know it's
3: amazing. You know when I did the two years there, my thing was technology. Right, I want a rural broadband. I was able to expand that with tens of millions of dollars. I worked across the aisle with Abigail Spanberger, right, to make that happen. We worked in insurance Lasting Smiles Act because my district, seven fairly funded health centers. Right, the Virginia is huge. Right, yeah. the, my district was bigger than New Jersey. So the most funding for preexisting conditions in healthcare was going to my district, and they said they were against the ACA. And I had to go in there and actually talk to them and say, you're against the very thing that's funding these centers, guys. Right, and actually that, that did help a bit. Because, yeah. Like, yeah. I want my healthcare, but I think in Congress, I actually thought it was solution based. I thought I had to go in there and solve a problem. But Really, you know, they just wanted to be, you know, to be popular or to be clickbait, right? Yeah. It's really, it's really trying to. I really think it's trying to utilize clicks and hyperbole and outrage in order to make money or to actually be famous in some way. And yeah. I think service is not about fame, obviously. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it saying, but, you, I, but it, it is central. I mean, the thing about it is, I, I see. You, for Trump so you know, Donald Trump is a celebrity who then became a politician, and it does seem to me that a lot of the politicians who followed in his wake think they can replicate that. But they're not celebrities, right? But they're getting a kind of celebrity out of doing what they're doing. How do you break that chain?
2: it's permeated throughout. I think that's a problem. I mean, it's it's the grift, and they get the clickbait, yeah. and they're raising the money, right? And that, that is one thing um, where I think it's important to take a stand against these people because they're raising money, and they spread it around. They play as a team, and yeah. yeah. right? it's important to remember that. You know, that's also what we're up against. And so I think when I look at these candidates and I look at you know Marjorie Taylor Greene, I saw her doing the wave down there at Mar-a-Lago on indictment day. Remember that? Yeah. She was doing the walk the red carpet down there like she was a celebrity because yeah. she thinks she is. She's not serving her community. She's not serving the people of Georgia at all. She spends more time mudslinging at hearings like we just saw this week just spreading whatever she wants to because she
1: wants to stage. She's What she's giving people is feelings, feelings, feelings. I, I, what, about, what happened to F your feelings? Like, give me that kind of politics. It's not about feelings. It's supposed to be about getting things done. Uh, Denver Riegelman, one of my favorite names. You know, I, I, I've I <laughs> But I might think about Deborah as a name. Right. Right. It's, it's a great name. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Troy. It, great to have them on set. And also, Marcus is great to meet you. Likewise. And we're all on set together. We are. It's like a COVID miracle. Thank you all both, uh, very much. Up next, Trump's-
0: I'm going to say something really controversial. Being a Republican does not mean someone is a bad person. Being a respected Republican in the current Republican Party does. If the country was run by only Democrats, that would not be democracy. That would mean that we gerrymandered the country just as bad as Republicans have. I think this pack might have the chance to do some real good. Because frankly, we can't really create real change until we get these extremists out of office. And Marcus Flowers is right. Whether we have a chance of a snowball in hell or not, we have to run against all of them.
1: Shortcast Club.